0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
3: It's the Round Ball Rock podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Carl Wanken. Steven Schwartzman Joey Devine Sheldon Adelson Rupert Murdoch Sean Keane Gina Reinhardt Silvio Berlusconi Patreons Eric Frome Thank you Eric John Phillips Thank you John Ned, great! Thank you, Ned. Special guest, Matt Crispin. Joe McCadum. Brody Reed. Musical guest, Camille Inner. And now,
4: the temporary host
3: of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine.
4: Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, the temporary host of the round ball rock podcast and i am back with a brand new episode and i'm here as always with america's uncle dad the son of the king of the wasp stings mm-hmm. uh sean keen sean how are you i'm good um i have not been stung by any wasps so that puts me one up <laughs> yeah. on, on your uh, father the other man in my family <laughs> <laughs> that's right old man Sean, I'm sorry, yeah. I can't talk too long about your dad being stung by wasps, because we've got a giant episode today. Uh, later in the show, we're going to talk to Brody Reed uh, about the Lopez Twins manga, and then and then the Lopez Twins are going to interview uh, their brother, the head writer of their manga, Transition Game. That's right, the Lopez Twins put out a Japanese comic um written by their brother uh they'll be on to talk about that but first we've got to talk to our friend from the chapo trap house podcast matt Christman. matt how are you hi how you doing uh so happy to have you on so matt question for you first Mm. You're a, you like you're the Chapo that likes the sports the most, right? Except unless you count uh, ultimate uh, death fighting as a sport. Yeah,
5: Felix loves the combat sports. Mm-hmm. Not a fan of any <laughs> team sport. Yeah, he's always wondering why don't they just settle this with fists. Uh. But I would say that Will and I are probably about similar. I might be a little bit more. But like, for example, I am from Wisconsin, and I only watched the last game of the finals for the whole season mm. the Bucks had just uh-huh. Uh-huh. that's how little invested I am.
4: <laughs> well it was it was a good game to watch at least yes I was yeah, very yeah. <laughs> happy to see that game
5: see him clinch it in such dramatic fashion with uh with uh Giannis I believe his name is uh uh-huh. just yeah. going absolute beast mode.
4: Yeah. Crazy eyes Bobby Portis.
5: Uh oh the- yeah the memes see that's the thing. If you if your team can win uh and produce memes it's yeah. truly a blessed championship. <laughs>
4: Absolutely, I will say there is one Milwaukee buck I wanna warn you against uh it's white man Pat Connaughton. is a shitty slum lord, so you can't like him, but you can like all the rest of the bucks uh but can you have Pat- your permission yeah, no problem <laughs> um I just want i just wanna keep keep uh, everybody away from liking Pat Connaughton. that's my main goal in life because uh, he's an asshole. He's uh um, he's destroying a building in Brewer Hill. Yeah, he's he's like he's like kicked out a bunch of people in a, like a cream city building to like turn it into three condos. But it's like a five story building or something like that. I
6: I will say this. I don't <laughs> know what a cream Sol- <laughs> city building means, but every well, every city mention is of M-
5: it. Milwaukee's nickname.
6: Yeah.
5: <laughs> so it, you know why it's called that?
6: <laughs> uh, the dairy industry. The cheese. Yeah.
5: No. Oh. It's a common misconception. It is because uh, it, there was a dominant color scheme among the brick homes of the old downtown. Oh. They were all cream colored.
6: Oh, well, then Pretty that cool. makes, then that explains why they're calling it a cream city building because it is
4: it's that kind of cream brick. Factory. There you oh. go.
6: Now a yeah. mystery. All right. Yeah. Well,
4: <laughs> thank you, Pat Connaughton. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, creamiest skin-toned man on the team anyway. All right. Uh <laughs> Here's what we brought Matt in to talk about today. I, we talk a lot about uh, the NBA's shitty owners on this show. And I brought Matt in because I want to go through and help him help us figure out who the NBA's shittiest owner was this season.
6: Yeah, right? it's, it's the NBA's worst billionaire. This is kind of a follow-up to uh, the episode we did, uh, a classic uh, where we tried we to get a, disturb- we got a Peabody yeah. nomination <laughs> yeah. to determine which NBA owners had been on uh, the, the ex- Epstein the Epstein plane. plane. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. and Any of them? Uh, I mean uh, a yeah. lot of them a lot of them are just <laughs> literally his former coworkers. So that part of it is there's a couple easy ones where you're like, oh, the owner of the Atlanta Hawks who continued to employ Jeffrey Epstein until like 19, uh, 2013. He's yeah. been on
4: the plane. He's been on the plane. Um, Jamie yeah. Gertz has probably been on the plane. Paul yeah. Allen was for sure on the plane because Ghislaine Maxwell was on his boat. We know mm-hmm. that for a fact. And as uh, we
6: know, Paul Allen also didn't kill himself. Yeah, he just knew too much. <laughs> He'd been on his own sex yacht.
4: <laughs> yeah, those are all for sure. Epstein uh, friends, friends of friends of the app. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, why don't we get to our first candidate? Because our first candidate is the only owner we talk about so much that he has his own drop on the show um so we gotta play that our first nominee for worst billionaire of the year goes to
1: it's tillman time that's right texas tillman trump supporter
6: steakhouse man and billionaire buyer houston lockett's
1: motherfucker tillman time
7: Uh, How does Tillman describe himself? A motherfucker.
6: <laughs> All I do is win, win, win. Tillman time.
4: All right, that's right. Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Houston Rockets, a man who has been my mortal enemy for 15 years, because when I worked at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company and he purchased it, the first thing he did was make us pay him $5 to keep our employee discounts. Um... Matt are,
6: you, are oh, you, yeah. Matt, are you familiar with the, the billionaire buyer program?
5: <laughs> no. Is it where they buy young children? No. I mean, I mean <laughs>
6: essentially. So uh, I'm just going to give you a little bit of Tillman's background before. Uh, so he's part of the Fertita crime family, essentially. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So there used to be. Is it La Cosa Nostra?
5: Be- uh, yeah,
6: they uh, used to run uh the gambling and prostitution and all the illegal activities in Galveston, Texas, and uh Tillman also owns a casino. He owns the Golden Nugget. But mm-hmm. uh uh he he seems like all the businesses he buys are located on a wharf.
4: Yeah, it's like so... any uh, like wharf chain restaurant that's like it's like Joe's Crab Shack, uh the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company, the Rainforest mm-hmm. Cafe. Mm-hmm. The saltgrass steakhouse. <laughs> but every every business he has seems to be like smuggling adjacent, basically. He also bought the Rockets like on credit. He's the most cash poor of the NBA owners. Well, I'm not sure that's actually true because,
6: well, we'll get into this. <laughs> so um I'm just gonna give you his performance during uh basically from the pandemic on.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Yep. For, for that's our that's our competition year it's like the mvp oh
4: also his book is called hey shut up and listen it's called shut up and
6: listen. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i listened to that entire audio book uh, me too um, <laughs> and i shut up while i was listening to it. so so during this uh pandemic here are some things that tillman frittita did he got some ppp loans and then he returned the ppp loans because he wanted to uh not it, i guess he found it too embarrassing but then uh, because he refused those ppp loans he got rid of paid time off for 40,000 workers mm-hmm. he said that actually furloughing people early was a gift because then they were first to the unemployment line he did say that unemployment yeah. is a race. wow <laughs> uh-huh. uh huh so he while refusing that ppe loan ppp loan he had a couple of meetings one directly with Donald Uh, Donald Trump where where he was asking for money and the restaurants and uh, Donald Trump basically told him to fire his general manager which he did because uh, his general
4: manager uh, got in a fight with China earlier in the year yeah but yeah we we, um, we can't get into that one so uh
6: what was also happening while he was talking about how poor he was and how uh you know the NBA season needed to continue uh it, it was all costing money uh he was actually building a mega yacht overseas mm-hmm. uh, yeah. i believe in the netherlands is that where they do the shipbuilding i, I believe yes, that's the where the dutch it came love Bruna building monstrous uh, <laughs> yeah. sea
5: vessels for these creatures
6: so he uh he he waited until a couple months ago because of the bad publicity to bring his new Uh, mega yacht it's -hmm. called boardwalk and he named it boardwalk because his previous mega yacht is also named boardwalk it cost 150 million dollars
4: uh tillman is also building a third yacht right Uh now. i assume also named boardwalk Mm -hmm. uh not Uh, smart enough to name it park place uh real real (laughs) real takes a real lack of creativity to keep naming your boat the same name Uh, He also traded James Harden for Victor Oladipo Mm -hmm. this
6: year, and he uh, (laughs) traded for a man named Singun, Mm -hmm. which was the only Turkish prospect in the NBA draft, and I'm assuming that is to curry favor with Erdogan. Yeah, yeah. Uh so probably, he wants so he can to, probably wants
4: to build a saltgrass steakhouse there. Yeah, like a uh, bubba Gun yeah, shrimp yeah. company uh <laughs> and down the street from Erdogan's house. Yeah.
6: <laughs> so uh that's that's the year in Tillman. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, kind of uh dismantled his team and uh fired all his employees and probably ended up profiting overall for
4: the year. What yeah, he, tra- he traded all of his best players for much worse players uh to save he money the the deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is the heart of the deal. Um,
6: now, now, to be fair, uh, he has not had; he hasn't been liable for assault. Uh, there has not been a sexual harassment scandal, except for you know the decades of uh, pimp work that his family fortune was yeah, based on. But yeah, yeah. he personally has not been me too. Uh, yet. So, a strong
4: opening candidate yeah. for Worst building of the Year, Tillman Fertitta.
5: Tita. Yeah, seems like a real turkey. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna <laughs> say,
4: Matt, any thoughts on Tillman Fertitta
5: <laughs> thus far? Uh, yeah, bum? Yeah. <laughs> real snake in the grass. All right, Sean. I mean, I, I, what, what was his... Uh, he's like the, the child of a mob member or an actual mob member? What he's, was his deal? He's, a, he's like the... Uh, He's the, the mob member, the mob son
4: they made go legit because his brothers okay, are not the legit. but he's I'm just yes, confirming because yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I,
5: I, I, that is one of the most notable things about, about sports owners is mm-hmm. that they are, to a man almost, mm-hmm. uh, legacy cases. Well, yeah. uh, our
6: next well, owner is well, actually hold on, hold on, hold on, not on, a legacy. Wait, go wait hold on. Let, let me just get a little more into the Fertittas. Um, So his cousin is this guy named Lorenzo Fertita. And and Felix would appreciate this because uh, he is the he used to be the CEO of the UFC.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
6: and basically his fortune. Uh, yeah, their, he, well, he
4: ran the UFC when it was like illegal to run the UFC
0: when it was yeah. banned in
4: all the states. Yeah, and they they built casinos <laughs> that casino workers were allowed to go to, <laughs> which is normally. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> of upon, I think. Um, all right. Uh, yeah. Sean, let's get to our next donor. Uh all right. I actually just have this already in our, uh, soundboard. I don't have these for everybody, but I do have this one. Sean, who is our next donor? <laughs> uh, it's, it's the poorest shark
6: in the shark tank, Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks stall. Is,
4: is he the least rich shark? I, he's the most rich shark, I thought. Oh,
5: really? Oh. Yeah, like by far. That's uh, why I was like, what, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. I just thought he was the most incompetent shark. Those because those other sharks <laughs> kind of seem low rent. They're, yeah, they yeah. Even, the, the, how many of them, even, of them. Have a, have an, even have the tres comas? <laughs> yeah, no,
4: I'm pretty sure he's the only billionaire shark, actually. Oh, okay. um, Which makes him the worst shark, so you're... You're correct on that front.
6: (laughs) Well, his his fortune comes from he founded a company that would uh, stream radio broadcasts on the Internet Mm -hmm. without paying the radio stations, which he started because he wanted to live in Texas and listen to Indiana University basketball telecasts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then he sold the company for 10 million dollars, 10 billion dollars to Yahoo. And uh, it wasn't a company like two years later. Mm hmm. Yep. So that and his fortune has gone down about 30 percent since then.
8: Yeah.
4: He still (laughs) he has like seven billion dollars, right? I think he has five (laughs) point three. Okay, so uh, so here are
6: some things that happened with Mark Cuban this year. Uh, A few years ago, there was a giant sexual harassment scandal in the Mavs organization, uh, which included a guy whose nickname
4: was The Pants DJ. Mm-hmm. Because um, he was always rubbing his dick over his pants. He was always his pants, like a, in and all. Yeah. He was on
5: the ones and twos. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he, was,
4: he, he, he literally was... used to watch porn at full volume at his desk.
5: That honestly is a power move. Many <laughs> books on uh, business and, and strategy talk about the need to dominate the workplace. Mm-hmm. With those yeah. kind uh-huh. of of and, strategies yeah.
4: he also once dropped a full condom just in the elevator on purpose i believe right See, this is clearly a strategy for <laughs> yeah, executive yeah.
5: power accumulation yeah he's he just... trying to spread his his anima across that workplace until his his musk becomes undeniable mm-hmm. and all the lesser stags are cowed <laughs> into mm-hmm. did it work
4: No, he eventually... I mean, he was there a very long time, but eventually they caught him.
5: Can't argue with success.
4: (laughs) Well, luckily, though, Sean, that was the only... That uh, years-long sexual misconduct uh, going on in the Mavericks organization. That was the only anti-women stuff going on, right? Well, Joey, unfortunately, I gotta say... Well, so the league
6: fined him. what would have been the largest fine an owner ever got, but Mm -hmm. they uh they let Cuban make a 10 million dollar charitable donation instead of mm-hmm. paying a fine yeah. uh for but that's that's how he bought his way out of uh rape culture
4: i guess sure, but sure. um and then he hired a woman
6: that was his other thing he work. hired
4: a woman yeah
6: so what happened this year is he um sort of this is more of the um, mega Bro code. He had uh, invited into his front office a guy who's famous for being a sports gambler. He made some changes in the
4: organization, and they ended up hiring a new coach named Jason Kidd, mm-hmm. who very famously uh, had a domestic violence. Uh, was arrested for domestic. What? Why? What word am I looking for here? Charges. He he beat his wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he had yeah, charges yeah, yeah. He, for he, beating his wife. He pled guilty
6: um, to that uh, a while ago. He's also a habitual drunk driver. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He once intentionally spilled a soda on the Florida game to get a free timeout. Well, that
4: was funny, though. That was yeah, funny and I mean, cool. Uh, so he's the new coach. He's
6: the new coach. Uh, also, it's pretty clear that he's been getting into money laundering as well, because he is really into cryptocurrency. <laughs> uh, the Mavs announced that you can pay for anything with cryptocurrency. And he constantly tweets about uh, weird things alt cryptocurrency you've never heard of which Mm -hmm. tells you that he is one of the initial investors because (laughs) cryptocurrency is a ponzi scheme um and let me tell you what he did in the pandemic yeah this is (laughs) this is incredible (laughs) he referred to the post-pandemic united states as america 2.0 which kind of bloodless i gotta Mm -hmm. say and then he said, I'm 100% confident that when we're five years out, 10 years out, and we look back to the pandemic of 2020, we'll realize there have been 10, 20, 50 world-class companies that were created here in this country by entrepreneurs. So he's pro-COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I <laughs> will Great say- creative
5: destruction, baby.
6: Disaster capitalism for Mark Cuban. Um, he did continue to pay his
4: hourly workers at least- at least uh, the Mavs ones.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh, so
4: and and he didn't have to be shamed by his players doing it, which many many owners in the NBA did when the pandemic first started. Yeah. They let all their employees go, and the pl- uh, several star players were like, "Well, I'll pay all the popcorn salesmen, mm-hmm. um, including
6: Giannis Antetokounmpo." Yeah,
4: yeah, Giannis also did that. Um, he, he gave like a million dollars and was like, "Does this enough to
6: pay?" And then the the Bucks owners, you know, it's a boring year for the Bucks owners. One of them, uh, one of them was in the uh, the Molly's sex dungeon. Game. Yeah, one, one, of same, mo- one of them one was, was in the one of them was a sex dungeon guy. One of them was uh, in the Molly's game poker game. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. He's a big friend of the Clintons, and that kept him from
4: being the ambassador to France. Uh huh. Also, probably been on the Epstein plane. All right, uh, Matt. Any thoughts on Mark Cuban?
5: I like how when he's you're on, you're on Shark Tank, most of the time, like whatever the hell he's done to his face, mm-hmm. it has it works. He, he kind of looks like a Halloween mask, yeah, uh, like yeah, like a nice, a nice, you know, uh, 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 one that isn't breaking. But then he will like smile or turn his head, and you just see all of those. It's just like an accordion of flesh, <laughs> and you just see like his. The, the the skull underneath there just jumps out and you're like, Oh yeah. He's like 63.
6: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's yep. Old he's, as shit. <laughs> so he used to be at basketball games. He used to be really animated and he'd always yell at the refs. He'd be jumping up and he doesn't do that anymore because I don't think his face moves enough for him to yell
4: yeah. anymore. Um, Sean, who's our next worst billionaire. Uh, so our next
6: worst billionaire, this is Jody Allen. She is the sister of Paul Allen, a man who uh Microsoft fortune. Uh he did not have any, she is his sole heir. Um mm-hmm. so here are some things. She runs, she owns
4: the Portland Trailblazers. She owns say. the Portland yeah, Trailblazers, yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah. Um they uh, she runs the Museum of Pop Culture in Seattle, which I believe they also run the Experience Project. Mm-hmm. Uh, with some stuff they robbed from Jimi Hendrix's grave, I believe. <laughs> uh, they produce they they fund big funders of the Ashland Shakespeare Festival. Uh, she used to produce weird indie movies like Titus, mm-hmm. where uh Anthony Hopkins' and the children. And currently, the two th- the two big things she's selling are Paul's mega yacht, uh-huh. which is called
4: Octopus, <laughs> which Ghislaine Maxwell has been on, confirmed. Been photographed on, yeah, right? yeah, yeah.
6: And uh, she's selling Rock Hudson's mansion.
4: She's the CEO of Vulcan, which you know, if you're the CEO of a place called Vulcan, you know
5: you're evil, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Right out there, a lot of people know.
6: <laughs> and it's supposedly charitable, but. Um, in 2013, she was sued by 15 of her bodyguards employed by Vulcan, uh, Mm -hmm. for sexual harassment. 15 of them. Um, Mm -hmm. that's a lot, I would say.
4: A lot of them were, like, uh, black ops, like, uh, Navy SEALs, and many of, at least one of them had a quote, I would rather get shot in Afghanistan again than work another day for Jody Allen. Mm
6: Mm-hmm. Uh, also, it seems like one of the reasons they had so many Navy SEALs was because they were smuggling illegal things out yes. of people.
4: Uh, uh, this, is August... the, this is the headline, the main
6: headline. <laughs> so in August of 2011, the U.S. Department of Agriculture inspectors destroyed 72 pounds of giraffe bones
4: belonging to Alan and her brother. Uh, there was also a scandal with penguin skulls. That they were uh, smuggling out of Antarctica. Yeah. I don't understand
6: this one Joey honestly
4: why yeah. they wanted the bones 72
6: pounds of giraffe bones seems like a lot of giraffe bones
4: it does Matt what do you think you'd do with 72 pounds of giraffe bones
5: have a dang party <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it would be like a Flintstones fun festival back there I'd <laughs> yeah. have brontosaurus burgers yeah that's I absolutely
4: what it's for right it was for catering purposes <laughs> Yeah, that that's true.
6: Uh, yeah, um, and then the big thing that the Portland Trailblazers did this year is they hired uh, Chauncey Billups mm-hmm. as their head coach. And right after the news broke that he was going to be hired, before it was mm-hmm. official, uh, they the people looked into the gang rape charge against Chauncey Billups from mm-hmm. 1997, which has a a pretty disturbing transcript, I would say. I Mm -hmm. would sort of like recommend you read it and also not recommend you read it. Uh, And then they pretended to investigate, had a press conference where they said they investigated, and then uh, they just... (laughs) And then ProPublica,
4: I believe, looked into the investigation (laughs) and everyone was like, no, we never heard from the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah, yeah. Um, His answer was incredible. The GM's answer was incredible about the investigation, though, when asked about it. He just said, that's proprietary, Sean. So that's that's Jody Allen. She'll probably not be an owner for that long. I think I she's know. probably going to sell the team. Matt, any thoughts on Jody Allen? Once again, seems like a real piece of work. <laughs> yeah, we've got about uh, five or six left here. Um, Matt, who you lean in so far <laughs> on worst billionaire <laughs> of the NBA season? <laughs> Bone-stealing? Uh-huh. Uh, Mark Cuban or uh, Tillman Fertitta? The, the... Yeah, I
5: like. I'm saying Tillman Fertitta just for that delightful name.
4: Yeah, yeah. I think I think we're and getting Tillman right. Fertitta.
5: He's <laughs> a no bueno.
4: All right, Sean. Who's next?
6: Uh, this is the owner of the Atlanta Hawks, Tony Wrestler. Mm-hmm. Tony Wrestler. Uh, he is also from the Apollo Investment Group. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his brother-in-law is a guy named Leon Black, who was just recently forced out as the CEO of Apollo by a different owner on this list, who was also forced out as CEO this year. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, we'll get to him in a second. Um, he's He's known as a billionaire playboy. Mm -hmm. Um, he's in a, he's in big figure. Look, I looked this up on wicked local.com, but, uh, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's in the same category as, uh, the guy married to Janet Jackson, the guy married to Uma Thurman, the guy married to Salma, the, yeah, married to Salma Hayek, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, billionaire playboys, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Uh, so everything that's kind of evil about, uh, people who still dealt with Jeffrey Epstein Well, this guy maybe didn't directly do it. It was his brother-in-law who also uh, was his business partner. Mm -hmm. Um, So what we also have for Tony Ressler. Oh, oh, he helped kill Jeffrey Epstein in prison.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he pretty likely. I mean, that's not this year, though to Be fair, I guess that was that was not during the pandemic, you know. That was not during the pandemic. I'm gonna disqualify Tony Ressler for this year's award because he won it last year. Uh, there is another Atlanta based owner we could talk about here, though. Yeah, that's true. She's she's not
6: uh, she's not an owner anymore, but um, she's not an owner,
4: it's Kelly Kelly Loeffler.
6: Loeffler, yeah, Kelly Loeffler. Um, who that you Who might remember, be familiar
5: with? Kelly oh, yes, Woffler. yes, yeah, yeah. former Georgia senator. <laughs> uh-huh. mm-hmm. Yeah, she's 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 very funny. Uh, uh, she's, honestly, she's so she's so cartoonishly ridiculous that I thought there was no way she could lose that race. But then yeah. she went <laughs> did.
4: Well, a lot of NBA people will claim part of the reason she lost the race is because the WNBA team that she owned basically uh campaigned 24 7 against her constantly um but ma- mainly she stock grifted during the pandemic right that's her number so one she, thing uh,
6: yeah she so she's uh she's from like a farm family a family with like well they're farmers, but they own a lot of property in Illinois. she got an MBA she started working for Citibank and then she worked for a company called International Ex- Intercontinental Exchange, a commodity and financial service provider uh, I believe they do mortgage technology and data which feels very evil mm-hmm. uh and then she married the firm CEO Jeffrey Sprecker who very is now cool, very cool. <laughs> he is now the uh, CEO of the New York Stock Exchange mm-hmm and uh they do so one of the things that she's been credited with was establishing and marketing a credit default swap clearing house in the cayman islands which uh was just a great way to uh get get launder all the outstanding credit default swaps from the financial crisis of 2008 and uh Just people helping people to ditch a lot of taxes. And uh, they are registered there. They have no uh, buildings there. So, you know, general billionaire shit. So I'm going to
4: run through her fight with her own players on the WNBA Atlanta Dream, though. So uh, in July 2020, the WNBA players, of course, wore Black Lives Matter t-shirts and uh, t-shirts that uh, had, say, her name printed on them. And then immediately... She came out in opposition of her own players' uh, T-shirts and movement and said, quote, They should wear T-shirts with American flags on them instead. Um, Then uh, she said that the Black Lives Matter uh, movement was based on Marxist principles and threatens to destroy America. And then uh, her own players, two months later, wore Vote Warnock t-shirts uh, to their own basketball game that she, she was got sitting served. courtside in. Yeah, yeah. She
5: got served. Yeah. Got served. It was. She got cancel cultured <laughs> by yeah. the media. Is what happened to her. And you know what? That's true. Like everyone wanted to make fun of her and say, that's not what that is. It's like nobody. This isn't anything. You get to call it whatever you want to. <laughs> that, and, and feeling criticized in any way by a culture that you're alienated from equals being canceled
8: mm-hmm. <laughs> whether it's
5: your annoying grandchild or your your back talking basketball team or mm-hmm. uh or keith olberman making you knucklehead of the week uh sean who is our next
6: bad owner uh, we're going to go with uh, who we've described as the partiest owner mm-hmm. in the NBA. Uh, a man named Tom Gores. Tom Gores, yeah. The owner of the, the Detroit, Detroit Pistons. Pistons. Um, he has an exceptionally shady business that is, uh, many, like many of these people, he buys businesses that seem undervalued and strips them of their assets and sells mm-hmm. them. Um, the thing
5: that shouldn't be legal.
6: Like really, yeah. in any
5: fu- like just a f- functioning capitalist system? Yeah, just right.
6: uh, just seems destructive and adds no value. Literally, um,
5: just like it, it legalized uh, a carcinogenic activity. Now, and just literally eating from within the entire economy because <laughs> there's nowhere else to get profits. So you got to go and and literally eat the eat the muscles and the flesh out of the thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, that's uh, yeah.
6: why. Well, we'll get to we'll get to another one of these venture capital guys in a in a little bit. But yeah, that's uh, this guy seems like a real uh, wild man. Uh, his his real name is Tufik G- Tufik Georgias. He's his, openly drunk at games a lot. Uh, nice. He, he yeah, also went very slept tight. With, he slept with his business partner, brother's
4: wife. hmm. Yep.
5: Mm-hmm. this is again an alpha move now
4: the other thing he did that he does though is uh he makes a lot of money off of jail phone calls right sean <laughs> yeah he has wow. a
6: he has a company called securus uh-huh. um, i used to work for a nonprofit that uh gave lawyers to incarcerated prisoners uh one of the most insane billing practices there's another um there's a larger company, but Securus is worse. Oh,
4: don't because... worry. Uh, Tom Gore's has a an his equity form Platinum Equity all is what owns Securus. So don't yeah. worry. Making it real simple to tell who owns this fucking evil shit. Well, yeah, because <laughs> uh, what they've figured out is that they set the prices
6: on a jail by jail basis. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some states who have passed laws about this but uh they try to get away with it by doing it at the county level and essentially like charging prisoners like $15 an hour $15 sorry uh d- just exorbitant rates for real for rot monetization mm-hmm. hours just
5: mm-hmm. and oof. the
6: other th- the thing that uh establishes a baseline for that is that um you people uh, many many people in prison uh, cannot afford a lawyer, even if they had a lawyer on their regular case because they spent all their money mm-hmm. on that. So uh, the majority of appellate attorneys are appointed, which means that when these exorbitant phone charges go, they are paid by uh, the attorneys, which means they are paid by the state. So he is actually ripping off everyone in America, but also ripping off uh, mm-hmm. these prisoners when they call their families.
4: Uh, He was forced to resign from LACMA, the L.A. County Museum of Art, because people were protesting him as a prison profiteer. Mm -hmm. And in his resignation letter, uh, he said, quote, he didn't know Securus would become a nexus for addressing the political, social, racial, and economic issues roiling America today. And then went on to describe himself and Platinum Equity as, quote-unquote, change agents. Mm-hmm. Well, they are I mean, yes, they
6: absolutely
5: are. The, fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Uh,
5: <laughs> the Black Death was a hell of a disruptor yeah, to yeah. European feudalism.
6: No, I mean, their company is literally harvesting like quarters and nickels from our poorest
5: mm-hmm. uh, people. Sucking the metal fillings out of our teeth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
4: so that's Tom Gores. Sean, who's next? Uh, this one... Well, actually, I should ask Matt. Any thoughts on Tom Gore's?
5: Once again, just a real, a real, uh, a real jerk. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm sure if I
6: had access to like a Lexus Nexus search, he's certainly done worse things than this. Mm-hmm. I just can't. T- I couldn't tell. I mean, that's
5: all very bad. Let's yeah. not, yeah. not sugarcoat <laughs> it. Like this is demonic activity. This man is a this man is a Judge Holden of finance. He's a, He's an embodied uh, <laughs> manifestation of all of humans' darkest urges. Uh, now, I would have listed
6: Cleveland Cavaliers owner Dan Gilbert, who is a just giant slumlord in the city. He's His big thing is that he uh, has bought a lot of
5: uh, distressed
6: property mm-hmm. in the city of Detroit. Oh, yeah. Uh,
5: he has a private OCPS... Uh, uh, cyber feudal fiefdom in the center of downtown. They bought a bunch of buildings and they're all staffed with, they're all office space for his employees and living space for his employees. All of them patrolled by private quicken employed mm-hmm. armed security. Very cool. It's so crazy. <laughs> <It> is, yeah. <laughs> Detroit courtesy of OCP. And we'd it love is. To see it. It is
6: extremely RoboCop. Um, but he is ineligible this year because he has been uh, taken down by, uh, I would say, smited by the hand of God. He suffered uh, a large stroke. And now the Cleveland Cavaliers are being run by his 23-year-old son, Grant. Aww. Oh, yes, <laughs> you know that guy's cool. <laughs> and I want to hang with Grant
5: Gilbert. Uh, I know that there is not a thing I can do that will get me in trouble. Well,
6: wow. Grant's Grant's official title right now he is he is the shadow owner, but he is the director of content and brand
5: strategy. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, he is. Uh,
6: so this is this
5: is his uh, idiot son, uh-huh. who, yeah, who, uh-huh. who, uh, It's like, "Hey, I figured I made up a TikTok dance. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're in charge of our brand management, and now you're going to be in charge of the whole business."
4: Uh-huh. I mean, to be fair. Grant is probably a huge moron, uh, but he I don't think he'd ever write like an angry letter in Comic Sans that people would make fun of forever, like Dan Gilbert did when LeBron left the Cavaliers. I mean, that's a good point. Um, he would yeah, have yeah. A, an
5: instinctive <laughs> understanding of the market and the yeah, yeah. aesthetics of the internet to avoid that kind of cringe. Well, he would By release way,
4: that, a TikTok,
5: right? He would. <laughs> well,
4: when
6: I was um when I was trying to uh <laughs> trying to find this he was referred to as an artist who hailed from Cleveland Mm -hmm. and then then (laughs) that's the headline (laughs) Um.
4: like Devo
6: I know they're from Akron but still (laughs) keep going so yeah they they do apparently they have hired some actual artists to uh, work for them but I'm Mm -hmm. sure it's like to make shitty NFTs like that's gotta be
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> also it's
6: called the Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse Public Art Program. Yeah, so mm-hmm. even then they're reminding you of uh, <laughs> predatory lending. So
4: uh speaking and he's of... also referred
6: to the, as the uh <laughs> he's also been referred to as the mastermind uh-huh. uh behind the Cleveland Cavaliers art partner uh, Oh, so, very cool. Uh
4: <laughs> speaking of fail Sons though. Well, this in, in this case it's Uh, Maybe a success daughter or failed daughter. But Sean, let's get to our next owner. Can I, before we do this, can
6: I just Mm -hmm. give you a list of Grant Gilbert's favorite things? (laughs) Yes, of course. Favorite movie, (laughs) Interstellar. Okay. Uh, His favorite party favor is Catan.
4: I like guess he settlers of a Katana, okay, I assume cool.
6: that's cool, what that cool. is. Okay. Uh, his bucket list destination is Cape Town, South Africa.
5: Oh my God! Diplomatic <laughs> immunity.
6: <laughs> uh, his quarantine hobbies were basketball, ping pong, and working. Uh, his favorite TV show was Game of Thrones, and the the book he's read most recently is Shoe Dog, a memoir by the creator of Nike, Phil Knight uh-huh and uh and then his favorite podcast oh sorry his favorite emoji is uh the star that kind of looks like the nbc the more you know and then the uh checkered flag sure okay i don't know what that means in combination <laughs> and then his favorite podcast is pardon my take
4: uh, you know what uh we could probably get him then all right keep yeah. going <laughs> All right, Uh,
6: your next one. This is what I was really just rounding out the top 10 with this one. Uh, This is Jeannie Buss, the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. She forced out her fail son brothers. Uh, She is the only NBA owner who has posed for Playboy. And the only Uh, NBA owner who has dated Phil Jackson and Jay Moore. And Jay Moore Uh, has dated Phil Jackson and Jay Moore. Um, all that Jeannie really did this year now She
4: did do one very bad thing this year though, Sean.
6: Say what well, it is. Uh she started doing stand-up this year, Joey.
4: Yeah, uh, Matt uh Jeannie Buss, the billionaire owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, now does stand up comedy in North in, Hollywood. In North Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, adds- It's a good way to get <laughs> attention.
6: <laughs> yeah. Uh she did this because Theo Vaughn convinced her to at a mm-hmm. barbecue. Theo yeah. Vaughn uh from the real He's world Road, road rules, rules Challenge.
5: Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, dude, you are so funny.
6: <laughs>
5: You're so funny, dude. You should, so do, stand-up. You should do stand-up.
6: definitely do stand up. Also, um, do you have tickets for the, the game? Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeannie, you should do uh, you should do stand-up. Can I have those courtside tickets I came yeah. to pick up? Um, uh, right. so,
6: so I would say this is not morally bad, but just a bad thing to put into the universe and a mm-hmm. personally destructive choice as well. Yeah.
4: Um. While we're in Los Angeles, Sean, yeah, we might as well talk about the guy who owns the other team, uh, Steve Ballmer from Microsoft. I do have a drop for him.
9: Well, oh. ladies and gentlemen, Steve Ballmer.
5: Man is just excited.
4: I'm going to tell my kids that that was Gloria Stefan. All right, um, <laughs> Sean. What did Steve Ballmer, the owner of the Clippers, do this year? Well, according to a report by ProPublica, your internet source. I mean,
6: look, we're Greenwald men, right? Yeah, you and yeah. I both. Uh, mostly, we're substat guys, but ProPublica, pretty good. Um, the general complaint I have about Steve Ballmer this year is he reported making six hundred and fifty-six million. Uh, he paid 12% on his income taxes because, uh, as some people don't really know, you can write off owning the Los Angeles Clippers. (laughs) Yeah, you can, you know, so, so in general, if you have a business, you can depreciate uh, your purchases of office equipment over like five years. Mm. Uh, He does that with like Kawhi Leonard's contract. Yeah. And he's basically saying that Kawhi Leonard is losing 20% of his value. Uh, like that with fun each passing trend. year, yeah, yeah, yeah. That fun trend <laughs> of uh, there was a stretch where you know, occasionally you'll see some weird conglomerate buy a, uh, a sports team for just five years. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with Fox and the Dodgers, that's what he's doing, kind of. Uh, they're also. Building an arena in Inglewood, mm-hmm. which uh, people kinda... have died making, right? Have they, have they died making? Uh, it? I believe I so. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it's kind of just <laughs> uh, he claims it's going to be a carbon neutral arena.
4: Uh, that is, he's uh, lying about that. He's lying. The, about the <laughs> environmental uh, records all say that that is not true. Um, uh, and also... <laughs> most importantly, who does he give a lot of money to, Sean? he gives it to the cops. Yeah, the and LAPD. <laughs> yeah. He
6: tries to support a lot of charities that help the black community. However, many of these efforts uh are giving the cops, the LAPD more money to have community officers mm-hmm. and the Who then just is... blow up
4: fireworks in their right, poor right. neighborhoods, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <Yeah. laughs> They're supposed He's to He's giving the them it... fireworks. That's what <laughs> Cut yeah, out the middleman, Steve Palmer. Yeah, just yeah, gives just the, give the police fireworks. the explosion.
6: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, he was the CEO of Microsoft, so there were uh, just years of evil monopolist practices, crushing smaller companies, and giving people, you know, on the whole pretty shitty Windows mm-hmm. products and making that the standard for everything.
5: <laughs> yeah, the thing where he was jacking Target. those guys off, right? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just got so excited he had to, he had
6: to <laughs> oh that's right he yeah, yeah, yeah. A, bros that's the first that's the most open uh sex crime that an nba owner has committed yeah it was like. when he
4: grabbed those two man's uh dicks uh while uh uh gyrating after a uh a paul george basket um i will say he is definitely like a fake Cool boss, who
6: still, when the Clippers lost in the playoffs last year, threatened to fire everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does that so, every
4: time. Cool, real like cool boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt, any thoughts on uh, Jeannie Bus doing stand up comedy
5: or Steve Ballmer in general? Sign me up for both. <laughs> yeah. I would, I just. I would. I couldn't wait to hear Genius' fractured take on the world, and then just put me in the same room as Steve, so that I can groove off of those vibes he's putting out.
4: Uh, all right, Sean. Do you want to get to uh, someone Matt definitely knows in or Orla- in the Orlando area? Oh yeah. Well, I was going to actually <laughs> leave
6: these. Well, okay. I'll make this other guy the cleanup hitter. Yeah. Or the anchor. <laughs> uh, Dan Devos. Uh-huh. From the DeVos family, um, they own well Avon, mm-hmm. and uh, more importantly, and the Orlando Magic. Uh-huh. But also, up until recently, the Department of Education. Yeah,
4: yeah, and uh, uh, Eric Prince is sort of involved oh. with that family as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Blackwater.
6: He's... So Dan, the owner of the Orlando Magic, married to Betsy, mm-hmm. uh, the former Secretary of Education. Um. Now, according to my source, she was known for, quote, using the Department of Education's powers to take such steps as making it more difficult for students who had been misled for for profits about the value of their education to have loans forgiven uh, and weakening the administration's attempts to hold for profit institutions accountable. And, oh, just a really big proponent of charter schools at the expense of public education. Mm -hmm. Oh, but the probably the grossest thing she did was she amended Title IX. And now there's a requirement that lets people accused of sexual assault cross-examine accusers. And uh, she said that actually benefits victims because it prevents legal challenges that tie up cases. So, uh,
5: you know, she's a girl boss. It's true. And I don't appreciate you guys uh, yucking her young. Yeah. (laughs)
4: All right, Sean, who's next?
6: Uh, Let's let's go to some a couple of quick hitters here. We have uh, a guy you're probably familiar with. His name is Michael Jordan. He owns the Charlotte Hornets. Mm -hmm. Uh, What Michael Jordan did this year was he denounced all of his enemies in a 10 hour documentary series where he had final. (laughs) And he launched a new shitty tequila. And that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty
4: much it. Matt, any uh, thoughts on Michael Jordan? (laughs)
5: Yeah, very good basketball player. Uh not not a very good baseball player. No. I mean better than most people, but not professional level. And then uh really just very bad at gambling. Yeah. Yeah. Just really bad at dad, gambling. Yeah. Oh yeah. wait.
6: Oh, <laughs> I forgot can't. all right. We got two more we got two more guys. Uh this is actually a minority owner of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh mm-hmm. his name is Meyer Warbach. Mm-hmm. Now, the new Timberwolves owner is, of course, Alex Rodriguez.
4: A-Rod, yeah, J-Lo's clearly, former clearly lover. Clearly
6: cheated on, cheated on J-Lo, but he has not officially become the owner yet, so he's not. Uh, so Meyer Orbach's thing is he is a big slumlord. Mm-hmm. He buys up large chunks of low-income housing and then begins suing all his tenants to evict them so mm-hmm. he can quadruple their rent. And he focuses on properties where the tenants do not speak English. Mm-hmm. Also, so he cool.
4: failed at suing A-Rod. That's he the tried other to thing sue A-Rod, year, yeah. so,
6: because he was going to try to make A-Rod buy his share of the team, too. Mm-hmm. And, Jack and, and then A-Rod and... was
4: like, get out of here, slumlord.
6: I mean, all of his lawsuits are frivolous. He just usually is suing people that don't have lawyers of their
4: own. Mm-hmm.
6: Uh, and he looks like, what would you say he looks like, Joey?
4: <sighs> he looks like if a thumb... Uh also were somehow like a uh Christian youth counselor. Yeah, I think that's that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
6: All right. Uh your final your final uh candidate is the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers and uh the New Jersey Nets. His name is Josh Harris. Mm-hmm. He is also a former co-worker of Jeffrey Epstein. He's also from the Apollo group. He made Leon Black, uh Tony Wrestler's brother-in-law, uh, quit as CEO of Apollo and then everyone else at Apollo said well we hate you too so he mm-hmm. has recently stepped down from the company uh, the big thing he did this year was during COVID mm-hmm. uh, he had a subsidiary by uh, the Hahnemann, uh, Hospital. Hahnemann Hospital which served the inner city of Philadelphia uh, which was gutted by its assets because they wanted the real estate and to sell that large piece of property, and during the pandemic they tried to charge the city $1 million a month to house COVID patients to house house COVID 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 patients patients in their empty, unused house. Like a real he's like a he's like a five-tool evil guy
4: that I would, say. I would say that uh the hospital thing is like something you wouldn't imagine happened in america anymore that sounds like like dickens shit you know yeah. what i mean like, like, like a, in a telenovela yeah
6: yeah exactly
4: <laughs> like like mr t would yeah.
6: fight him in a in a movie <laughs> to save it
4: yeah it's like the and weirdly the only way uh the city of philadelphia got the hospital back was uh they had a breakdancing competition. Yeah, so... <laughs> um, that was cool. That was cool. Uh, well... Okay, so here's what I want to do, Joey. Sure. Give your bottom
6: three, and I'll give my bottom three. And
4: yeah, okay. mat Matt's the ultimate arbiter. Okay. Obviously, Hospital Man is bottom, bottom, bottom. That's the worst thing anyone did on this list. Okay. Uh, I think. Uh, number two... I gotta go for Tita. I hate the man. Uh, mm-hmm. Buying a buying the mega yacht while also taking PPP loans is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Um. And then and laying off fifty thousand waiters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and then uh, I'm gonna go with. Oh, it's really hard. That that last one is really hard. I'm gonna say. Cause okay, Balmer's not it for sure because like just not paying taxes is classic. All these people not don't do that.
5: It's par for the course.
4: Yeah, um, I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm my third worst is Mark Cuban because dubbing anything America 2.0 is the worst shit I can imagine. That's like well, that's
6: <laughs> the I think that's the worst <laughs> individual two words
4: I've said on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Before. Uh Sean, what are your three bottom three? Uh
6: I'm going Devos almost just for a lifetime achievement award. Sure. Um Josh Harris is in my bottom three. And I'm gonna say Tom Gores.
4: Tom Gores is really bad. Um Tom Gores, of course, was stealing was making money off prisoners calling their lawyers. I also um, just feel like
6: (laughs) there's a lot of bad things that he's doing that we're about to find out Mm -hmm. about. Like when he accidentally like kills a hooker in public mm-hmm. or yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's some kind of indictment. Like, I just feel like there's, there's much more evil to come mm-hmm. from this guy. All
4: right, Matt, who do you think the worst billionaire on this? Who are your bottom three billionaires on this list?
5: I got to go hospital guy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, vulture capitalists, uh, f- uh, Prisoner phone man. Yeah, Tom uh-huh. Gore's. Yeah, uh huh. And just because he is uh, a figure of pop culture significance, and therefore a, a deeply uh, evil propagator of of mind miasmas to the public, Mark Cuban.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so I think we can all agree. I think Josh Harris was America's worst bill. Was uh, the NBA's worst billionaire this year? Correct. I think we the hospital man who owns the Sixers. That's our bottom yeah. one. That's yeah, the worst I thing. I think he was yeah. the worst. Yeah. You. Um, yeah. So fuck you. <laughs> uh, just remember, all billionaires are bad. But this year, Josh Harris happened to be the worst one. Um, Matt, thank you so much for coming on.
5: Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh Hell of Presidents, my limited edition podcast on Stitcher Premium is up now. Hell yeah, And of dude. course, uh, just I'm on the internet. Yeah. yeah. Check it out.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much to Matt Christman for coming on. Uh, now, look, that was dark. I know. Uh, a lot of bad shit going on with the NBA. But you know what? There are two points of light we can all point to. Uh, when we're feeling down about the NBA. And their names are, of course, Brooke and Robin Lopez. I talked to the only person I know who reads manga, comedian, musician, podcaster, uh, Brody Reed. So let's hear from Brody. Here's a conversation I had with Brody about Brooke and Robin Lopez's new manga. Manga? Manga, I think. Transition game. Hey, I'm here with Brody Reed, comedian, musician, raconteur, podcaster, <laughs> and the only person I could think of who actually uh, reads manga. Yeah, uh, Brody, how are you?
2: I'm chilling. I'm so glad that you mentioned raconteur uh, yeah. for my intro. I, no, no one's done it before, and <laughs> I've been trying for it to happen organically. Yeah,
4: to me, you are. You are. I. As someone who does, you do so much. It's yeah. the only way to explain you.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> thank you for recognizing that. Because honestly, it just feels like I can't do one thing long enough to be successful at it. <laughs> well. I my brain won't <laughs> let me.
4: <laughs> uh, I should say right off the bat, check out Brody's video game reviews. I really love them. Please, uh, thank you. Yeah, uh, that that rock and roll indie game you were uh, <laughs> reviewing the other day was really cracking. Yeah. Up
2: what what kept me making it so i i do this thing called obscure game reviews um it's a new thing i've only put out like two things but they're just like two minute um things where i so i bought a gaming pc about a year ago and i've just been playing random stuff um really um shitty shit and i'm i'm just like uh recording myself playing it and then reviewing it but um that the reason i kept making that one was because it was made by one guy and i couldn't like I just imagining him just being like, "No one cares about my fucking game," and then one day someone just makes a weird video about it. It's just like, "Oh, this is <laughs> I hate it, but thank you so much. I'm really glad someone paid attention to my game long enough to do this."
4: <laughs> um. So, Brody, we had you. We had you read Transition Game, the manga yeah. <laughs> that was produced by Brooke and Robin Lopez and written by their older brother, Oh uh, Chris.
2: Oh, um, so they produced it, and then they only their produced older...
4: it. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to start this. They produced by... the hell
2: out of it. I will say,
4: <laughs> I wanted to start off this episode by first asking you, what do you know about the Lopez twins?
2: <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I know okay. that they are basketball players, okay. and after reading um, this chapter, I'm like. I have questions about them cuz oh, I Oh good. <laughs> the thing about me is that I love sports but I never follow them when I should be following them so I don't know who any of the players are. I just like the game and how it's played and how interesting it. Like usually when I get into basketball specifically it's whenever I buy a 2K game yeah. and the last one I bought was probably 16 so I only know the players from 2016. Well, you know what I'm, I'm saying? I'm
4: pretty <laughs> sure that was the last good one. Eh? Yeah. So um <laughs> Well, let me explain the Lopez twins to you. They're both seven feet tall. They're twins. Hell yeah. Uh one and they're twins in a way that is uh really interesting because one is really good <laughs> what at What do you offense. mean,
2: fraternal or what?
4: Well no, because <laughs> like they played like together. They went to Stanford together. Uh-huh. And they played together their entire lives until the NBA, and their games reflect that. So one is really good at offense, and one is really oh, good at defense.
2: This is like Ken and Ryu from Street Fighter, exactly.
4: <laughs> it, that is kind of what they're like. So one it. has a really crazy, uh, like he looks like si- Sideshow Bob hair. Okay, um, that's Robin. Um, in fact, in his first ever. Post game interview, he looked directly at the. Ca- they said, uh, "What are you going to do after the game?" And he looked directly at the camera and said, "I am going to kill Bart Simpson." <laughs> um,
2: He's my favorite already. <laughs> yeah, you would love
4: these guys. They're obsessed with Disneyland.
2: Oh, Brooke okay. has a
4: house. They're Disney <laughs> guys, adults. Yeah, Brooke sure. has a house literally on Disney World property. You know,
2: Google Google Disneyland gangs. Google L A S D Disneyland gangs. <laughs>
4: Um Brooke's nickname is Splash Mountain because he hits threes and he loves Disneyland. That's good. That's funny. Uh there's a really funny story about them being at Disneyland together and uh they get super hyped because they meet one of the head Disney Imagineers, but they're kind of embarrassed because they're both dressed as Tron. Oh they're seven footers dressed as Tron. That's Um, hilarious. Robin. The other one's
2: nickname should be um, uh, Mr. Toad's Wilder. Guess yeah. guess
4: awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, Robin, in his bio for Transition Game, says, Growing up, Robin loved books, animation, and comics. His favorite character being DC's The Flash. He f- He's yeah,
2: Flash is yeah, I like Flash type. heads. <laughs> yeah,
4: me too. Uh, he has a vast collection of rare first edition books and comics slash manga memorabilia from all over the world cool and i bring that up because two years ago robin got embroiled in a disney scandal where he was accidentally buying stolen disneyland disney world merchandise
2: hell yeah (laughs) that's what's Uh, up i I, if there's an element of crime at any moment at any point i am super (laughs) interested I want to know who was fleecing that material. I want <laughs> yeah. I want to have a show about that.
4: <laughs> I guess somebody stole an animatronic from an, a closed Epcot theme.
2: Hell yeah. Ride
4: and Robin bought it not knowing it was stolen.
2: I'm um, writing this screenplay. Yeah. No joke.
4: <laughs> uh anyway, they're complete weirdos. Um and they just produced this. Their brother Chris who's the old the second oldest of the four Lopez brothers okay uh wrote it um and then they hired an actual um an actual japanese manga artist to draw it yeah so i guess we've gotten to the point where i got to inform you a little bit about this i don't know (laughs) anything about manga can you walk me and the listeners through manga
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's not complicated, honestly. It's just um, Japanese comics. Um, It's the same thing. Usually they're in black and white. Um, For a lot of Japan's history, um, it was like a cultural thing for people to read things like Shonen Jump. And they would be. That's where Dragon Ball Z comes from. That's where Dragon Ball Z. That's where half of everything comes from. It's where My Hero Academia comes from. It's where um, literally I could name literally any anime. You know what I mean? Um, But like, so the magazines that they have there, um, they will uh, bundle you know issues of these things together. Um, So um, they'd be like a trade, basically, Um, and it's just like a very popular thing that people aspire to um and then mangas will be um collected versions of those for example like um there's a there's there's a a property called one piece which i like a lot when you google anime it's the first thing that comes up it's like hey you're talking about one piece right and they're like (laughs) yeah (laughs) um it's sold it's the only um it, it was the only comic to outsell uh superman ever um and up until recently it's like um something else it's dragon slayer i think if i'm getting that right um there's a lot of interesting uh math shit to know about um like the comics industry if like you're into sports you might be into some of the history of comics there um but um anyway it's just it's just a comic it's it's drawn in the style of anime um i i Reading this one from the impression I got was, um, I it, it looked great. <laughs> Honestly, the whole the whole thing's in color, which is not uh, common um, for uh, manga. Um, and you know, I it, it I think it's like four dollars on the thing, which is what a usual um, issue of um, a comic in America would run for um, in 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 paper or on the internet. Um there um in terms of basketball manga, there was a really popular one called Slam Dunk, and that was a popular in the nineties when like the Bulls were really popular and you could see a lot of that aesthetic. You can that's like the first time you see um uh like Jordans uh, depicted on in animation, really. Um I so thought that- it
4: was weird looking at screenshots from this one that he wears Converses, <laughs> by the way. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Cameron
6: yeah, Ford, they, Ali, Ali, they got a shoe deal yeah, yeah. yeah
2: they <laughs> prominently have adidas in there and it's it is, and it's not a it's not a bootleg it's not adidas you know um so yeah i i so that's the only really uh popular uh boss basketball that's the most popular basketball manga is uh that slam dunk from the 90s there's this other one uh that i don't remember the name of that is sort of popular it was in um it, it definitely was it was in um shown in jumping shit um so i i was like reading this one i was just like okay what are they gonna do different what's gonna be interesting about this one and honestly i was interested uh so this is about a kid who i was gonna um, ask
4: uh tell tell us what's it's what it's about real quick yeah, yeah.
2: this one's about um a, a black kid who is an american who plays um basketball overseas um in stuttgart um, germany and his name is cameron
4: cam ford i'm looking at the the roster page right now
2: yeah (laughs) they make it's funny that they make a big deal that his name is a shortened version of cameron for some reason (laughs) that was just like well i i I might not enjoy the writing in this one but i will enjoy the art um and um in terms of writing it was fine they drew a basketball game it it was (laughs) (laughs) it was fun it was well drawn um the action is good um But yeah, it takes place in Germany, and I mean, obviously, it's probably just the first chapter. Maybe he flies to Japan or something. Yeah, he's definitely going to Japan. Why why would this be
4: like this if it took place in Germany? Yeah.
2: So I read the preview in English, and then I, when I um, read the full one, I decided to read it in Japanese. I know Japanese for the listeners. i'm such a nerd i'm a raconteur and an otaku and um, a weeb and yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah, i have a podcast called the dark weeb um yeah i taught myself japanese over the last like five years just because um um it was it was just like a fun thing to do and i'm glad i did um but um it's to the point where i like fortunately i can like fluently understand this comic like you know 95 percent um and um it felt like a, it felt like it was drawn by a Hmong artist for sure it doesn't feel um inauthentic um it was translated well um yeah I don't know I mean is it gonna pick up off the shelves in Japan or people in Shibuya gonna be like yo you gotta read this I don't know I don't think <laughs> I don't know but it's interesting because it's the first time that I've like um read a comic on a det- on a on a website dedicated to specifically for the comic
4: yeah <laughs> dot yeah <laughs> yeah
2: so they say so they uh i guess they produce the shit out of this
4: <laughs> well they're very rich uh, okay that is yeah one that makes they sense
2: have going for them um <laughs> do they are they also popular enough where they're just like hey we um we made this comic that like they'll immediately make their money back because people are like fucking have to read this i'm, a fan of these I'm guys. not sure uh, yeah i mean
4: they're not Brooke Lopez made an all-star game. Robin uh, has not. Um, okay. Robin has played for Shit. Uh, Phoenix, New Orleans, Portland, New York, Chicago, Milwaukee, Washington, and now he's on okay. Orlando, so eight teams. Brooks played for two or three because he was on the Lakers briefly. Okay.
2: Um, I think but I He was on that. the
4: Nets. He's the all-time leading scorer for the Nets, I believe. Uh, he I won mean, a championship this year with the Bucks.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, whatever team is smart enough to get these twins back together on the same team is the well, one that's going <laughs> to.
4: Milwaukee did that, and then they let Robin go. Oh, shit. Uh, and then they won a championship, and Robin live tweeted Paddington 2. while his brother was winning the nba championship yeah Um, that's sick (laughs) (laughs) i do like these guys (laughs) i get them um so i guess i want to ask is it normal for like how many american high profile mangas are there Like, there can't be that Um, many, right?
2: There aren't, no. There aren't at all. This has to
4: be kind of a weird outlier in that sense, right?
2: I mean, it's kind of one of those things that, like, as um, a huge nerd my whole life... Kind of pisses me off um, yeah. and unreasonably so. <laughs> so there was this anime that came out on uh, Netflix a couple years ago, um, starring Jaden Smith mm-hmm. and cool. written by, <laughs> yeah, and written by the singer of Vampire Weekend.
4: Oh, great, great. What it's, yeah. a combo. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. It's called Neo Yokio, and I think it was animated by some people in Japan and then there was this like whole debate about like what the fuck is anime even um in the first place and you know my answer is that like there isn't really a difference it's just fucking animation that's not made in america get over the name you know what i mean (laughs) it's just cartoons and comics and anime it doesn't matter um where you're from but the business practices are different and people like to make that distinction or whatever um
4: well, isn't it also sort of a style now too? Like, I mean,
2: not really. It's kind of like if if, if in Japan someone drew uh, essentially a Hanna Barbera cartoon, would they be like, "This is American style"? You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> sort of, but like not really. It's it's every style that you see from here to there. It's like. Um, kind of based on industry practice standards at the time like you know if you if you were to like highlight american animation um just a couple years ago everything would have been adventure time you know what i mean Mm -hmm. people make fun of cal arts a lot for that kind of thing um but at the same time i i mean i will see that yeah fucking anime has big eyes and you know right
4: like sometimes i watch (laughs) those like dc uh-huh. animated movies that come out sometimes and sometimes batman will look like it's an anime little we'll release ones <laughs> where it's like oh batman has like huge eyes <laughs> yeah hell yeah
2: <laughs> kawaii batman yeah, absolutely
4: yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> i'm surprised that's not already a thing um yeah the whole thing is just kind of like walking a line i think um these days honestly i think being anti kind of, I, anime has gone really popular in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have a joke that like every black person loves anime because a lot of them do, especially yeah. the young ones.
4: Uh, there's a lot of, um, I noticed it probably four or five years ago that suddenly a lot of like the uh, NBA rookies were like, Oh, these are all like silk Goku shirt guys. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and Goku even is like, uh, you know, Dragon Ball Z even is like the beginner stuff. That's yeah. that's yeah, you know, that's like um I don't know, that's like the friends of anime <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or some shit like that. So it's gonna get even deeper than that. Yeah, I think like people like Megan the Stallion, for example, will do photo shoots in like cosplay and stuff. Um, and I love it. Um it's 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 just good to know that um I have an audience going forward. Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean you definitely <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Job security you, you is what that sounds like to me. One
4: Joey <laughs> Devine. Um, <clears throat> so, walk us through beat by beat here because I haven't read it. Mm. Our listeners haven't read it. What happens in chapter one of Transition? Game
2: sure. World? So it's pretty um, simple. They're um, <laughs> they. It's the championship game for um, whatever. It opens uh,
4: with the championship game.
2: Yeah, because oh, that's right. how you know it's just a prelude. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it, yeah, he is, he, he talks about how, through internal uh, monologuing, he talks about how he's the <laughs> only American on this team. Um, he's played on it for a year. I think he, I forgot how old he is. He's probably,
4: I can tell you, I have the roster open. Okay, He great. is 15 years old.
2: Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, he's
4: from San Diego. He's a point guard, um, he's 195 <laughs> centimeters tall. Yep. <laughs>
2: Don't know how what that what that means. It's we'll six, never know. Six, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Holy shit.
4: <laughs> no, it says that. I just anyway, keep going. Being I'm not, six I, four
2: at fifteen <laughs> years old.
4: <laughs> well, you know what? That's proof that they grew up with that uh this guy grew up with two freakishly tall twin brothers. Who are now seven <laughs> feet
2: tall so so is that the premise of who he is is that he, he is like the brother of these oh right the the, guy of the writer yeah yeah, yeah yeah for sure absolutely <laughs> how t- tall is the writer do you know no clue <laughs> okay I feel like that's very important it's probably gonna be in the cliff net somewhere but um yes yeah, so it's the championship game of this um uh of this league or whatever in Germany um it they're not 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 too much happens but it's the end of the game um they tie up the score um it's it's uh it's it's like a cool moment of establishing is this is just like the establishing thing of any you know anime or whatever it's just like he's good at basketball he's in germany um his he's like uh, having an internal monologue with his grandfather um, who like really liked Magic Johnson. So, you know, it's just giving you all these like touch points so you get who he is as a character. I mean, like everyone who plays sports has a favorite basketball player or whatever. And, you know, I I like when I play sports games, <laughs> like right now I'm playing this um this Japanese baseball game called Yaku Spirits. Um, It's like the official uh, basketball game. uh, It's the official baseball game for Japanese baseball, basically. And uh, they have all these like... uh... Uh, modes in it and because it's japanese like there's this one mode in it where you this star player mode where you make your own character and you like enter a league but like you could also start in high school mm-hmm. and then you like have you like meet other people in your like uh uh baseball club i could, made like,
4: i played a similar game on my phone yeah this, uh, that sounds about it was right like it was like part what was it called it's called like baseball star or something but it yeah, was like it, part yeah. baseball part dating sim
2: Yeah, you yeah you could totally date anime (laughs) dating sim too. Yeah, yeah, because like all like all of the
4: girls had like weird powers and stuff. It was like (laughs) one's like the trainer and she's like the sexy nurse who's like part robot. And then there's like a okay. I have to figure out what this game is (laughs) because that sounds a little bit more interesting. Actually, Uh, I think I Um, still
2: have it on my phone. It is yeah. all three
4: <laughs> down yeah. on it, but yeah, <laughs> no worries. But like second.
2: yeah, it's it's everyone who like plays, um, say like NBA Two K or whatever. Once you create a character, you are role playing, and you mm-hmm. everyone has this idea of like the story that they tell themselves about like what their cool basketball guy is like. So this is basically very familiar to, to that. It's like setting up who this kid is. He's mm-hmm. the only American overseas? Blah 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 um i don't have really uh, a pinning down of like what he's good at in terms of skills or anything like that um
4: so that's a note for chris chris if you're listening (laughs) yeah exactly
2: (laughs) but he's um you know he has a couple friends on his team um he he scores a point then later on in the game he like misses um uh uh uh, a point um, where he like passes too high and it's like there's only eight seconds left, but the the scores tied. And then he has like a moment of anxiety where he's just like, fuck, I don't want to lose this game because I, I messed up or anything like that. But, you know, him and his friends, they they, you know, they have an amazing pass. They, uh, they have, uh, you know, he. he has a great layup, you know what I mean? They win the yeah. game. It's just the first episode; <laughs> it's not exciting to, for me to explain it. But Did um, it make the you art's want good. To
4: read chapter two.
2: Um, honestly, yeah, I guess so. Um,
4: <laughs> well, we're gonna know, make you read chapter two. When all right. Well, out, so. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> Whether you I, want to or not,
2: I'll happily practice my Japanese to um to read it. Um, yeah, it was fun. It's it's competently uh drawn. Um, I guess uh, it, it 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 it's wait to be seen what um, happens off the court. Um, how interesting the story is, because I mean, there's always two phases to sports anime mangas. Um, there's on the court and there's off the court. Like um, you have to see failures and progression. So, you know, if they can do that, cool. Um, but uh, other than that, it, it, even if it only ends up being some web comic that the deep twin fans end up uh <laughs> buying, I'm sure they'll make their money back. I'm sure it'd be worth it for them. So, so yeah. who
4: are the most famous? Oh, you know what? I can think the most famous anime twins or anime fan <laughs> twins are of course the Wachowskis.
7: <laughs> yeah. So <for> sure.
4: <laughs> how many Wachowskis would you give the chapter one of uh transition game out of um
2: League? I'd give it out of I, i'd give it two wachowskis and then i would also give it two um uh matrix 2 reloaded <laughs> yeah the ghost, ghost guys the white ghost red guys. twins too yeah, yeah. so for a total of four so that'd be four twins in total so
4: this game is called game evil baseball superstars game evil Hell, is yeah. the company it's available <laughs> on uh iPhone, we'll Android, check that out yeah yeah <laughs> uh well thanks for coming on brody totally um
2: um you can check out um the dark weeb podcast if you like hearing about nerd shit um that's a show i host with my friend cody who is a writer on rick and morty right now and is um, writing on some marvel stuff that's really fun um and then also you could uh fucking follow me on social media at aobrobro on twitter and instagram so yeah
4: and then you have an album out uh normally we end every episode with. oh a song. right yeah yeah <laughs> uh, and i want to put your song up instead of one of song uh, oh, yeah. instead of one of sean's because i like to help my friends and those songs nice. are good so yeah uh, check out
2: my band camp at debuhoos, um da yeah. at bandcamp.com yeah
4: which song <laughs> do you want me to play to end this
2: um i guess you could play gosh i don't know probably the first one okay great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Have fun with that. <laughs> thanks, Brody. All right. Thanks for having me, Doug.
4: Thanks again to Brody for coming on. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back. Hopefully, we get a an episode two of Transition Game. But now that you know a little bit about Transition Game, it's um, it's a very special day for the Lopez twins. Uh, they're finally bringing their brother on, the writer of Transition Game, the man who created cameron ford uh on to talk about what it's like to a be a lopez brother and b um write a manga um special thanks to joe mccadam from uh the sketch comedy group but um i won't tell you why because this is definitely the third lopez brother And that's just totally unrelated. Check out at ButtGuys on Twitter. Um, It's just completely unrelated to what I'm doing right now. We definitely have Chris Lopez. And it is not at all Joe McAdam from the very, very funny sketch group Butt. But yeah, take it away, Brooke and Robin.
1: Brooke and Robin Lopez at the Movies. Twin Brothers in Who? And Fandom DC vs Marvel Offense vs Defense Nerds who are jocks Post Ops vs Hard Screens Jocks who are nerds Kane vs Abel The Snyder Cut Take it away Brooke Or Robin I'm not really sure who is who
7: Hi, it's me, Brooke Lopez, the host of the show. We've got a very special episode of Brooke and Robin at the movies, and it shouldn't be called Brooke and Robin at the movies at all. It should be called Brooke and Robin at the manga. Uh, I'm here, as always, with my brother, uh, Robin Lopez.
9: Hey, Brooke. What's going on? We've got our other brother here. I'm so excited. It's the most Lopez's that have ever been on this show before.
7: That's right. The writer of the new prestigious manga. uh, It's called uh, Transition Game. Uh, I'm a producer. Robin's a producer. But our brother wrote it. He wrote it and he made it with a very esteemed artist named Tatsuzi. Uh it's called transition game and yeah he's he's he's
9: 197 centimeters and 99 kilograms
7: but he's he's a million kilograms in my heart because he's my brother it's chris lopez my former roommate chris how are you greetings
1: brothers greetings brothers it's it's great to be here with two brothers that I love so very well to talk about. We love you too, Chris. Love I love you. you. I love you, Robin. I love you, Brooke.
9: Well, uh, this is awesome. So we have been writing down notebook in our notebooks and our sketchbooks and on post-it notes and on receipts from the mm-hmm. Disney store and on game programs. All our ideas and now they've been consolidated yeah. into a manga.
7: We gave them all to Chris and Chris promptly threw them in the garbage and then made this Chris, my first question for you is I'm sure the people wanna know. What is it like knowing me, NBA champion Brooklope?
1: Well, of course hey, being an NBA champion is Wait a second. Okay. Something that not everyone can have. Especially <laughs> Robin. Appreciate it. It well, we need to please respect Robin in this time. It's Robin, I'm you know, sure you'll have one next year in your basketball game.
9: Yeah, I mean, I think the Orlando Magic really have a lot of prospects now.
1: I am going to be
9: able to really tutor Mo Bamba.
1: I absolutely agree. I think Orlando Magic is, well, top of the charts.
9: That's right. It is the top of the charts, Brooke.
7: The only thing that is championship level about the Orlando Magic is – They're number one in proximity to the greatest place on earth, my house at Disney World.
9: Yeah, which is temporarily my house at Disney World because of the doctrine of
1: squatting. And I'm also visiting right now, and it's fantastic. You're
9: both at my house? We are. I spent the whole playoffs partying at your house, and now I'm in a different house. I signed with the Orlando Magic just so I could live in your house. I just want to be close to that Mickey Mouse breakfast. I don't know. It's the best freaking breakfast in Central Florida. They'll make a something. pancake
1: that looks like Mickey Mouse for you. It's fantastic,
9: mm-hmm. it's great. Oh, so Chris,
7: um, you, it was, I want to know something about yes. your background. Mm. so you grew up with a really smart handsome younger brother who's an nba champion and also a feral dog man who's his twin brother what is that like witnessing as a writer witnessing the duality of man
1: well each in person human has a dark and a light side i think we can all agree about that Mm -hmm. and uh Well, humanity has uh, so many facets, and I love both of my brothers. Well, all three of my brothers very, very much, but I do appreciate my smarter brother.
9: Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm more of an animal, too. I embrace the dark side. But aren't you more proud of your brothers who are in the NBA instead of your
1: brother just played college freaking basketball? Yeah,
9: Alex
7: is a loser.
1: I mean, if we can all get on the same page about one thing, it is that Alex really hasn't excelled in any of his endeavors like we have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he
9: has got some potential, but jeez,
7: He hasn't even produced one manga.
1: It's Zero manga's to his name, and now I have one.
9: <laughs> when he dunks, he uses both his hands.
7: Loser. Loser. Okay, Chris, explain to our listeners a little bit what inspired you to make this manga transition game.
1: Well, it's, of course, about a basketball boy uh, his name is Cameron he plays basketball all over town in uh, Stuttgart Germany in fact um, and that was based on the place Stuttgart Germany <laughs> and basketball of course is basketball and I've seen plenty of games three four five games and they're fantastic mm-hmm. So I decided to put those two loves together
9: I mean that that's awesome because we love basketball and we also love uh, comics cartoons, Anything that is drawn and super heroic.
7: The only thing that I love more than basketball and Disney World and my vintage set of Ninja Turtle toys and my uh, Pac Man sheets is, of course, Stuttgart, Germany. I really welcome truly to the club. It.
9: <laughs> yeah, it was the only place in Germany that had imported Jolt Cola. It was a real emergency when we got there. They age
7: it in barrels.
1: They have special flavors all over the world, too. And part of the story does take place in Japan, which has its own flavors of jolt cola.
7: Mm-hmm.
1: Special ones you can't find in America, that's for sure. What flavors? Well, I've just had a sea urchin jolt cola last week. That was fantastic. What? Uh, you could you could what certainly have uh, a... Uh, uh, what else would have I had? Uh Ooh, lychee. That was very good. What's a lychee? That's a special fruit. I'm sorry, my brothers. I've not brought any home for you. I, wait, so lychee like the slugs that eat blood? Very very close, Brooke, yes. But no, not quite. <laughs> not that's like one the of slugs the only, that eat the blood. <laughs>
9: that's only uh, one of the only two things I'm freaking afraid of.
1: Well, what's the other thing, Robin?
9: Uh, the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League.
1: It is a disaster, isn't it? <laughs>
9: it's just, I don't like it. I mean, well, what was he doing?
7: <laughs> as three pairs of intellectuals, we can all agree that the Snyder cut is the pinnacle of film.
9: Yeah, yeah we watch cut. it every week.
1: Uh, the way he presented Batman, I thought, was far more accurate. Chris. Yeah,
9: I like that he's a bruiser. Yeah, Chris,
1: Batman punches. Yeah, Chris, stop,
9: stop being so bookish. Bruce Wayne.
7: Speaking of Batman, Chris, which character in Transition Game is the Joker? Because every story has to have a Joker. We all know it's this. It's true.
1: Well, I'd like to leave that up for the audience to decide, but you'll find that it's probably Eldwin Flankenrath or, well, some people depending on their world you might think it's Tobias Sharfman. And really the key aspect of the Joker-Batman dichotomy is that Maybe Joker is right sometimes. That's what keeps it interesting.
9: Yeah, you know why he's right? Because he's twisted. Yeah, he is so twisted. He's, he's more twisted, twisted than <laughs> anything you've ever seen. The
7: only person more twisted is Robin. Yeah, I'm Lopez, twisted, not the too. not the comic character.
9: Yeah, I, I wish I was named after a little bit more of an adult type character but i do like that there's a batarang involved in my namesake somehow that I, is of, nice.
7: I of course was named after babbling and it of course true. me uh, and after... you
9: never okay. shut yes. up <laughs> wait
1: sorry what was that chris who who would you say is the well the most twisted to least twisted lopez brother
9: well i'm the most twisted well of course this is i, I like to say. push people around in the paint.
7: I'm the least twisted. No, I I think
9: Alex is a pretty straight hero.
7: I'm the least twisted. That's why the world decided I deserved an NBA championship last month.
9: They don't do that. You should be twisted to get an NBA title. Look how freaking twisted PJ Tucker is. It's true. Your friend PJ. Yes. He's good. Yeah.
7: He likes waffles, though. That's not that twisted. Well, yeah, but... What's the most? For
1: dinner? Oh, fair point. Fair point. Waffles for dinner might be the most twisted thing I could imagine. I
7: was just going to ask, what do you think the most twisted food is?
1: Well, it's probably... Now that I'm thinking about waffles, there's really no other way. I can say anything but waffles for either lunch or dinner. Lunch might even be more twisted. There's some acceptance of waffles for dinner, but lunch? (laughs) Imagine bringing that to the office.
9: It's pretty twisted. I gotta say, the most twisted beverage is a suicide that you make at a Taco Bell that's heavy on the Baja Blast.
7: That's my favorite drink. You know about me.
9: (laughs) Brooke, what do you think is the most twisted food that you eat with your mouth?
7: Pretzels.
9: Oh, they're pretty twisted. I would say bugles, but this this flavor that had fried chicken and they were also bugle
7: flavored. Uh, you only say that because you put them on your fingers like claws and you chase yeah. me around the house?
9: I go, snickle, snickle, like 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 uh, Wolverine.
7: Except you don't even know what the- Wolverine's claws are on his fingers, you idiot.
9: It's the closest I can come, but I would make a bugle
7: adamantian st- Skeleton, if I could. The technology just isn't here yet, Brooke. When I signed my $80 million deal with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, and my feet kept breaking, I actually looked into how much it would cost to have, like, a Weapon X program where they covered my bones in metal, and the doctors said it was impossible.
9: Well... I mean, I wouldn't trust those doctors for the Brooklyn freaking Nets. Yeah, that's
7: true. You got
9: to talk to someone who's real serious about it, like the DeVos family. They told me that I can pilot a Blackwater drone if I average eight rebounds a
1: game. Well, good luck with that, Brooke. That sounds incredible. Can I join in?
9: Sure. Hey, Chris, do you remember when you lived with Brooke in New Jersey? Mm -hmm. And I live with Alex in Phoenix, and then I moved to New York to play for the Knicks. And our cats didn't get along. Oh, well, your cat didn't get along with my cat. Prince Edward Zephyr is a gentleman.
7: Hey, you be nice to Papa. My cat. My cat-papa is a beauty. He's a wonderful man who just... He's a fancy guy who doesn't like when a dirty little
1: street rat who's owned by a feral man... Brooke, Brooke, please, I'm not here to rank your cat's papa on Prince Edward Zephyr. I love these cats both equal, and if they can't put aside their differences... I hope they at least can love each other from a distance.
9: Yeah, I yeah, I guess they better keep better keep his distance to, from Prince Edward.
7: Bourbon is gonna rip
9: him he's gonna, apart. He's gonna cat slap him in the tail.
7: All right, back to Chris's manga. manga. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I almost forgot. said it wrong. If I said it manga, wrong, yes. Yeah, if I said it wrong, you guys would get so mad at me for being uncultured. I'm
9: already so mad
1: at all times. I'd silently judge.
7: That
9: yeah, is the kind secret of to me guilt. is I'm always
7: angry. And I would say the secret to Chris is that he's always silently
1: judging.
9: Yeah, I mean, that's that made it weird to go over to your house, especially when he would silently be judging the cat fights.
1: Well, if you'd pronounce a word incorrectly, I would certainly hold it against you silently for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's fair. I guess it's fair. Even um, if you chose a word that was like pecan or pecan, and you chose a pronunciation that I didn't agree with at the time.
9: Mm-hmm. Which which one would you choose? It's pecan. <laughs> I was going to say pecan, too. Way to go, Robin. Great job. You know, I think, okay, One, let's ask another reason that I'm your favorite brother, is that we went to the island of Okinawa together in Japan we to prepare did. and <laughs> do research for the manga. But we went on, on an didn't? airplane. Yeah, we went on an airplane to get two planes. So many snacks. Do you remember when one of those flights, they were showing the entirety of the Loki series, even though two of the episodes hadn't premiered on Disney plus yet.
1: But if you can, if you can find it in Japan, of course, on the yeah. on an airplane. Yes.
9: It's pretty great. Um, was that fun to go on that trip without Brooke?
1: Well, I certainly don't want to. Hey, get two against each other, but it was very fun. It, yeah, it was happened to be trip. that Brooke was not there.
9: It was, just, it was one of the best trips that we've had in our lives for yes. some reason.
1: I was too busy
7: making plays in the playoffs and being a key part of a basketball champion. Something that I'm the only one in the family that has done. Well, all I know is
9: that this is revenge. Do you remember back in 1999 Mm -hmm. a film called the emperor's new groove premiered Mm -hmm. and two Lopez brothers went at midnight to see it. Mm -hmm. You too.
7: Yeah. Me and Chris, but we
9: did and we
1: got
7: treats and snacks. Yeah. You got treats
9: and snacks and I had to stay home. It
7: was wonderful. Yeah. What a film too. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to say easily one of the best, uh, movies disney movies that sting was fired from halfway through making the score
9: yeah i've i've watched that documentary and sometimes i i got the uh, the sumner cut
7: you're gonna they get thrown all in the disney songs. jail disney doesn't no. let that doesn't disney doesn't let you watch that movie right i, mean, you get this I watched cut. it in
9: international waters you dunce
7: oh i forgot that's one of your favorite things to do
9: yeah robin's well, hobby go to the-
7: is going to international waters and doing things
9: yeah crazy stuff pop things rocks and are- coke
1: any kind of food combination really
9: uh-huh just, just just the most the most sick and twisted foods curly fries mixed in with regular fries one time fries
7: one time he facetimed me from international waters and he was just throwing up because he had 18 fluffer nutters mm-hmm. world record
1: that is a world record in the in the book in fact 18 has never been touched it's never been even approached no it hasn't
7: but it Robin- doesn't count it's not in the book because it happened in international waters which means it didn't happen at all yeah but I know.
1: They oh, have a special book for the international waters as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Not everyone knows about it, of course. But You should true. write
7: that book. You're a writer. Yeah. You
1: can I am. Make, and you a sailor.
7: Can,
9: you should base another main character on me, just like you did with Cameron Ford.
7: Wait, no, no. Cameron Ford is based on me. I mean, no, Cameron Ford, the lead of the the lead of the manga, is mm-hmm. based on Robin Lopez. I mean, yes, Brooke Lopez. Exactly, exactly. You say <laughs> you can't take it back.
9: Oh, you can't take it back once you true. say it I, once,
7: Brooke. I can't unless I touch a, a doorknob. No,
9: we have a no backsies rule on this podcast. It's in our constitution.
7: So I guess Cameron Ford.
9: Well, nope. it, obviously, because the person who it's based on is clearly the one Chris loves the most.
1: Hey. Well, I want to make it clear, boys, this is really kind of a, a whole, you know, you guys are both contributing to this character here. It's, you know, the height isn't even the same as, as, as your height. You know, it, it, the, he's 15 years old. You guys aren't 15.
9: <laughs> no, but, but remember when Cameron fights that mascot in Stuttgart, the, yes. the devious fox who steals the basketball at timeouts? I did that. It was a it was a domestic fox, but I fought him. that must be me.
7: But also Cameron Ford is really good at shooting the basketball. something Robin can barely do.
1: That is true, Robin. Have you been working?
9: I have been working. I was making crazy sick hook shots last year at the end of the year. No one knew I was capable of it. I was like Aladdin. The diamond in the rough. In
7: that you used to you used a genie to cheat the game? I wish I had a genie. You just used one of your wishes, then? You
1: only have two left, idiot.
9: What? I mean, you can wish for a genie, and
1: then you get three new wishes, right? I don't believe that's true, no. Oh, my gosh. I
9: screwed up.
1: You have to submit the wish to the genie.
9: All right. I did remember one time that Cameron Ford was refusing to pass the ball, and that seems a lot like you bro. That's very
7: much like me. Yeah. Does... Does at any point Cameron Ford in future episodes is Cameron Ford going to almost make a huge mistake in the Eastern conference finals, but then save
1: the day with a big defensive play, even though he's not. Yes, absolutely. In one of the games, Cameron will play basketball. 100%. You'll see that.
9: Okay. Well, here's the thing. We're only on chapter one. Chapter two has yet to be released. Brooke, I think you can agree with me on this. Choose who Cameron Ford is Because that means it's the brother you love the most And before you do
7: that Before you do that, Chris Uh, I just want to point out That I am much more rich than Rob. Like, I've made a lot more money
9: I don't think you're considering the value Of all the first edition novelizations Of Star Wars uh, original movies that I have
7: I mean, that's pretty good,
1: but... That does have to count for something. I've made like 20.
7: Yeah, but you
9: spent so much of that building your house in Orlando that I'm going to take over with eminent
1: domain. When's the last time you've been home, Brooke?
7: Well, it's been a rough summer because I was playing basketball so late, and then I've had to get my affairs in order here in Milwaukee before I go back to Orlando. And yeah, I, know changed the-
9: the lo- I changed the locks,
7: Brooke. No, my affairs are... You know all those Decepticons I own? Mm. I lost um, several of the missiles, and I can't find them, and I can't pack them up and go until I find the missiles that go on their arms.
1: Well, you do They're need to get somewhere. your affairs in order.
9: Yeah, you yeah. gotta get your stuff together. This is a PG podcast, but you need to get your friggin' stuff together, buddy. Get your, don't, get your ass together.
7: Don't talk to me that way, you friggin'
1: dork.
9: Why oh, you talk to me like that, you friggin' bean
1: pole. Robin, he's just looking out
9: for you. Yeah, well, I'm thinner.
1: It's really irrelevant at this point. It's you're only thinner by four kilograms.
9: Yeah, that's right. The metric system. Suck yes. on it.
1: That is,
7: we did have to compile our heights and weights in the metric system on the transition game website. Except oh, of course Chris, we did. Except, Chris, you don't have your height or weight on there. Why not?
1: Well, I didn't see how that was pertinent to the proceedings of writing a book. Perhaps if I were an NBA basketball man i would have to submit my height and weight to a uh, i guess some kind of team president or something
9: yeah <laughs> is it because it's because you're so freaking short uh, well all right robin i don't
1: yeah. think that is a fair <laughs> he's basically a pick. dwarf right brook it's not he's, really what i'm like
7: he's pretty small
1: yeah i
9: mean compared to us we're freaking giants and he's like um if he was one of snow White's dwarfs which one would he be
1: the Doc. tallest one, of course.
7: Doc. He'd be Doc.
9: I think he'd be Doc, too. Yeah. Doc is okay. a
7: respectable dwarf.
9: And I think if he was in uh, the in the Hobbit's original group of 14 that went to the Lonely Mountain to, to steal the Arkenstone back from the Dragon Smog, mm-hmm. I think he'd be Bomber.
1: Well, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, he'd be I bomber. would not be Bomber. <laughs> I think no. he's
9: a pretty bomber, but he might be closer to <gasps> a doc. Bomber's pretty tall for a dwarf.
7: I think he's more of a pippin.
9: No, that's a hobbit, not a dwarf, you freaking nerd. Oh no. Yeah, that's... yeah. Why don't I'm... you why don't you stick your head in Middle Earth and I'm flush? Su-
7: I'm such an Otho and Lotho Sackville.
9: Yeah, that's right. You're getting Sackville baggined. Yeah, but I, I really think that this is one of the most dwarfish. You're the most dwarfish member of the family. Well, I, even Alex is kind I of mean, an orc-sized, at least.
1: How I mean, how tall do I have to be to write a manga?
9: Six nine, at least. Mm. I mean, we didn't even start thinking about mangas until we got to six foot eight in sixth grade. The sixth grade
7: man is. It's five foot eight. Yeah, but the average height of a Lopez is almost six eleven.
9: Yeah, it's astronomical. I I can't believe you can even reach anything in the friggin' house. How are you guys even
1: roommates? I can't reach. Everything. I, certainly not everything, but I can yeah. reach a lot of things. Uh,
9: yeah, yeah. yeah. Is... I remember when Brooke used to put the Nintendo controller on the top shelf and just play by himself. He'd hold it above your head. Well, you jumped and, and you <sighs> tried to debate him. That was really funny. <laughs> oh, I was correct. It is unfair. <laughs> yeah, it was unfair. <laughs> and I'm better
1: at Super Mario Brothers, too. I'm sorry. No, no I, you're I, not
9: I, as good y- without a controller. Well,
1: you-
7: But he's only good with Toad. Cause Toad is also
9: short. That's not funny. He's really short. (laughs) It's not
1: funny.
9: He's uh, the size of a friggin' mushroom.
1: I'm getting pretty steamed. (laughs) I'll be honest.
7: I'm getting steamed with my brothers. Hey, remember that time I got you that big hat that was like a mushroom tip for you? Yeah, it looked looked
9: just like Toad. And you said
1: it it would be cool to wear it outside, and it wasn't. Yeah, it
9: wasn't. It wasn't cool at all. It was compared to us.
7: You did. Oh my god. Because we were dressed like Luigi. Yeah, Luigi, no, do, the coolest.
9: Do, yeah, I was Waluigi because he's more
7: twisted. <laughs> he is the twisted Luigi. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I can't believe I would hang out with Waluigi. Yeah. This was this was one of the worst days I've ever experienced at Disney World. This
7: was eight yeah. months ago.
9: <laughs> it was about ago. It was not that long ago. It was
1: eight months ago. Yes, it was right when they opened after. Yeah, we after hopped. The, restrictions we actually lifted. hopped
9: the fences. We told you the restrictions were lifted, but they
1: weren't. No, that was Robin's twisted idea. I got my my version of
9: storming the Capitol.
1: My toad hat got stuck in the gate. It did. I was embarrassed and humiliated. Yeah. One of the worst days of my life.
7: I think we can all agree that Cameron Ford is actually based on Alex.
1: Yeah. It's
9: probably based on Alex.
1: Mostly Alex. Yes. And a man I met named Cameron. Oh, 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 it's a little bit of both. Tell us about this man. He's German. His name's Cameron. Uh, Well, you know, with a K, of course. Um, And he's the one that turned me on to all sorts of new fun foods, like yogurt-covered pretzels. Everyone else was having pretzels. I
7: can't believe that.
1: Pretty good. There's yogurt pretzels? Yes, you put the yogurt on the pretzel, and it... Well, it's oh. sort of a shell over the pretzel. That's not that interesting. I thought I the yo I thought that. the
7: yogurt was like inside of the
1: pretzel. Well, yeah, it's still would pretty good. and you could squirt no, it at people. I, no, you don't want to squirt the pretzel. No, you eat it and it's a savory and sweet treat. It's, I would
9: squirt it in your face.
1: Well, well no That's one's going to give you a yogurt pretzel. So you don't have to worry about that because All no one's going right, to man. give
9: you one. Oh, right, man.
1: You don't know wow. where they sell them, do you? I have a broken
9: no idea.
1: You're um, an oaf. I swear. I, I'm sorry I said it. I'm sorry I said it. I love you, Robin.
9: Well, I love you too, but um I don't You're know, kind I'm, of an oaf. I'm a big oaf. It's I consider kind of myself a BFG. A, a big, big freaking giant. Oh. A big well, well, yeah, I guess so. But I wouldn't I wouldn't I would be one of the ones who ate people. I'm just waiting Robin for that. Robin could license. never.
1: You'd be a tender giant, I know.
9: I would and be a tender giant.
1: Certainly. I would follow
9: the tenets of Jim Henson. Your the hero. biggest and fluffiest is the kindest. But, okay, Chris, this is kind of a usual amount of heckling and business that you receive from us, your taller and more successful brothers. Yes. Why did you end up making this manga with us?
1: Well, I needed a way to connect with my brothers, because I am a shorter Lopez, and I found it really hard to get along with you two and our brother Alex. When you would do things like, you know, play a pickup basketball game, well, I just couldn't join in the fun. And I thought this would be a way to include all three of us in a fun project together with my other friend, Petuzzi.
7: That is absolutely yeah. heartbreaking, and I love is, you so much, Chris. I'm
9: sorry I called you Tone. I'm
7: sorry I called you, sorry, right I called you an
1: oaf.
8: The
3: You're Tone hat to is cool, though. It the Tone cool. is cool. He's a You're a not really just saying no, it's oh, really he cool. Jump,
9: he can jump really high. Both it's of us really don't have a very good vertical leap. He, he can dig sand very fast. Yeah. I can yeah. dig sand fast. And he's really strong, too. Yeah. I really respect strength. And I respect your emotional
7: strength. He's too. so honest, he never pretends to be the or princess, princess that Mario is trying to save. You're you know? always like, as confused love it turned you
3: out it's a dream and he was we part of it. And it so he just, he's not even upset. He opens a store in Mario 3 so you can get power-ups.
7: <laughs>
1: Oh, brothers. Oh, I love, Lopez, you, brothers. I love you,
7: Chris Lopez. I love I, you, Brooke Lopez. I love you, Robin Lopez. I love you, Chris Lopez. I love you, Robin Lopez. I love you, Brooke Lopez.
1: <laughs> this
7: manga is like our NBA title. Well, uh, well, <laughs> well, let's not go that far. It's pretty good, but I don't know. If it's quite an NBA title,
9: why did you have to ruin this sweet moment, Brooke? Because I ruined everything, idiot. It's
1: my part of the family. Oh my
9: gosh, he's the ruiner. Well,
1: this is really taking a turn. I'm not sure how much I like this. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh.
7: So mad right now.
9: I
1: thought we could end on a high note, but here we are.
7: (sighs) Well, we're doing, we're ending this like we end every Thanksgiving dinner.
1: Yeah.
9: With a
7: freaking food fight.
9: With a freaking food fight. Let's go, food fight. No, I want a Food fight. Yeah, it's going to be great. Also, you're still coming over to watch the second episode of Marvel's What If, right? I
1: mean, you ask what if. I say, of course. <laughs>
7: yeah,
1: we did it. Right. We're going to have All a right. food
7: fight and we're going to watch What If Ant-Man Was Tall that's I what that's play. what it is, right? It's a little on Eggman the nose.
9: Yeah, but I think that'll be fun.
7: All right. Thanks for coming on, Chris. You can buy our manga at transitiongame.com.
1: Yes, you can. And I love you. I love both of you. And I if you see Alex, tell him I love him too.
7: I have
9: yeah, we, we, to. we won't. We're not gonna do
7: that.
1: But we love either. you. We love you, Chris. All Goodbye, right.
7: brothers. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks again, Brooke,
4: Robin, Chris, um, Matt, Brody. Man, so many guests today. Um, Sean, when do you record your album? It is September 29th at the
6: San Francisco Punchline COVID Willing on Blonde Medicine Records. Uh, You can get those tickets now. Now they're up. The tickets are live. We haven't booked the opening acts yet, but... um, Um, yeah. I, you'll find Wednesday, somebody. September 29th. I have people in mind. I just <laughs> I'm not a i am not I know who I would book. I'm just not sure uh if I'm if I am allowed to just book everybody. Right. Which I think I am.
4: Yeah. Um and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz where I forgot to find one. Give me a second. At Frankie Muniz where um on 12 to 14, I tweeted, I have about four dreams a week that I get shot in. Last night I could actually feel the burn of the bullets as they entered my chest and heart. And uh Sean did not write a song this week, but you know who did? Our friend Brody Reed, uh with his musical project, Da Boohoos, uh, from their The Slump EP. Here is, we're in a death cult. Uh, Trust the process
5: and uh, shut
4: it down. All billionaires are bad. Get the fuck out of here. Don't buy any hospitals.